Welcome to the Tate Ministry of the Embassy of the Word of God, where God is releasing men and women into exploits through the preaching of the Word of Faith. Be transformed and impacted as you listen to God's Word. Father, we thank you, blessed Spirit of God. We ask, O God, that you will minister to us by your Spirit. Let none leave you the same. Let everybody leave you impacted and affected by your word. Let your word that brings them miraculous, bring them miraculous. Let somebody be blessed in Jesus' mighty name. And all the saints shall say, Amen. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Ephesians chapter number 3 from the verse number 14. Ephesians chapter 3 from the verse number 14. For this cause, I bow my knees unto the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, of whom the whole family in heaven and earth is named, that he would grant you according to the riches of his glory, to be strengthened with might by his spirit in the inner man. To be strengthened with might by his spirit in the inner man. Then it says that Christ may dwell in your hearts by faith, that ye being rooted and grounded in love, 18, may be able to comprehend with all the sense what is the breadth and the height? What is the breadth and the height? Hallelujah. 19. And to know the love of Christ, which passes knowledge, that ye might be filled with all the fullness of God, that ye might be filled with all the fullness of God. Hallelujah. Now, that's where we will stop, that we might be filled with all the fullness of God. Tonight, we want to look at the topic, engaging the power of the inner man for understanding. Engaging the power of the inner man for understanding. Engaging the power of the inner man for understanding. Now go with me to the book of John chapter number 7. From the verse number 37. John 7, the verse number 37. In the last day, that great day of the feast, Jesus stood and cried, saying, If any man test, let him come unto me and drink. He that believeth on me, as the scripture has said, out of his belly, somebody take note of that, out of his belly shall flow rivers of living water, or out of his innermost being shall flow rivers of living water. Verse 39, but this speak he of the spirit 
which they that believe on him should receive. For the Holy Ghost was not yet given, because that Jesus was not yet glorified. So that scripture is telling us that the death, the burial, and the resurrection of our Lord Jesus Christ was going to birth or was going to grant us graciously the ability to be saved or the ability to be born again through being baptized in the Holy Spirit. But guess what? The Holy Spirit is going to come from the inner man, from your innermost being. It says, out of your belly shall flow rivers of living waters. But it says, what this speak he of the Holy Ghost, this speak he of the Spirit, which they that believe on him should receive. For the Holy Ghost was not yet given. Hallelujah. For the Holy Spirit was not yet given. In other words, Paul was talking about an outward man and an inner man. And we've looked at this before. The old man and the new man. The new man is the man inside. The new man is the man inside. It's called the new creation. Is called the new man. In Romans chapter 7, let's look at from the verse number 20 downwards. Romans chapter 7. Now, if I do that, I would not. It is no more I that do it, but sin that dwelleth in me. 21. I find then a law that when I would do good, evil is present with me. Verse 22, my emphasis. For I delight in the law of God after the inward man. So he's saying that sin dwelleth in me, but sin is actually being controlling the old man to cause the old man to sin. But he says what? For I delight in the law of God. There is a man that delights in the law of God and he calls that man the inward man. The inward man is the same as the innermost person or the person in your inside. This is what is called the new creation. This is what is called the new birth. Second Corinthians chapter 5 um, verse number 17, the scripture tells us that therefore if any man be in Christ, he is a new creation. The old things are passed away. Behold, all things have become new. So the new man is called the inner man or the inward man, the man that delights after the law of God. In other words, the man that delights to please God, praise God. Now, so Paul is telling us now in Ephesians chapter 3 that after he had the faith that the Ephesian church have received Christ, he said something very instructive there. Um, let's go back to that Ephesians 3 again. And read from the verse number 14. For this cause, I bow my knees unto the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. He began to pray for them. Of whom the whole family in heaven and earth is named. That he would grant you, according to the riches of his glory, to be strengthened with might by his spirit in the inner man. Pause there. That he will grant you, 
according to the riches of his glory to be strengthened with might by his spirit in the inner man. So there is an inner man. And the scripture says that this inner man ought to be strengthened. Why is he praying for their inner man to be strengthened? Because the inner man can become weak. Praise God. So Paul encourages the strengthening with might of the inner man. So that the power of God will be able to become active in a man's life. Enough for him or her to be able to discern. Hallelujah. Now remember, we started looking at the book of uh, 1 Corinthians chapter 2 where we found out about this, this new man. We said in 1 Corinthians chapter 2, the verse 9, the scripture tells us that I have not seen, but as it is written, I have not seen, nor ear heard, neither has he entered into the heart of man the things which God has prepared for them that love him. And Sunday I started by saying that there are a lot of possibilities in God. There are depths in God. There are supernatural realities around us, but many of us have not been able to tap into it. Now, this is how to tap into it. So pay attention to this message because it will help you. Hallelujah. So he says that, but God has prepared for them that love him. Verse 10, he says, but God has revealed them unto us by his spirit. So it's the spirit of God that brings the revelation, the apocalypsis, the unveiling of spiritual realities to us. So in our world, there are so many possibilities, so many things that are around us that God would want us to tap into, to tap into for all of God's possibilities and all of God's graces to be made available to us. But many of us are weak in the inner man. Many of us are actually even oblivious to what the inner man can do and what the inner man can tap into. But it says, but God has revealed them unto us by his spirit, the spirit that gave birth to you. The scripture says, God has revealed to us by his spirit. For the spirit searcheth all things, yea, the deep things of God. We saw in Proverbs uh, some earlier in this year when we were studying that the scripture tells us that the spirit of the man is the candle of the Lord that the Lord uses to search the inward parts of the belly, the inward part of the inner man. In other words, your spirit man has the capacity to tap into supernatural verities, to tap into divine truths, to tap into things that are consistent with God's purpose and plan for your life. But unless your spirit man comes alive, your spirit man will not be able to tap into these depths in God, these supernatural realities around us. Hallelujah. Go go back to that, um, that um, where, where were we? Ephesians. Praise God. No, First Corinthians 2. 1 Corinthians 2, um, 11. For what man knoweth the things of a man, save the spirit of a man, which is in him, in him. Very instructive. Even so, the things of God knoweth no man, but the spirit of God. Now, so the spirit of God, I've explained to you before, that that spirit of God is the spirit that is in the recreated man. So that is the spirit that knows things 
in the man concerning your destiny, concerning your future, concerning the things that will happen tomorrow, how we can tap into them because your spirit man becomes one with the Holy Spirit the day you became born again. Hallelujah. And so the spirit of God can use your spirit to tap into depths in God, to bring out the possibilities and to bring out um, all of God's plan and purposes for your life, per particularly per time, so that we avoid mistakes and errors. But oh, how many are blind? Oh, how many are already dead to the possibilities around us that even animals can sense things far better than us? That tells you that there is something about you that can tap into things beyond animals. Hallelujah. And that's why you have the Holy Ghost. Verse 12. Verse 12. So now we have received, not the spirit of the world, but the spirit which is of God. This is what we received. That we might know the things that are freely given to us of God. I told you that the beginning of our liberty is what? Is truth. 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 So your ability to step into the truth of God is that freedom that we have been given to know things that have been given to us. Hallelujah. To know things that have been given to us. To know things that are consistent with your life. The verse number 13. With things also we speak, not in words which man's wisdom teacheth, but which the Holy Ghost, the Holy Spirit teacheth. So the Holy Spirit is a teacher. Is a guy. That's why I told you that in every service, the Holy Spirit is the most important. Why? Because and his importance in our ministry, in our life, is not to move. When moving, he will move. But to teach us. But which the Holy Ghost what teacheth. Comparing spiritual things with spiritual. Verse 14. So the Holy Spirit helps you to judge truth accurately. But the natural man, Carlos Salidibia, the natural man has, has not got the capacity. The man that is not born again does not have the capacity to receive the things of the Spirit of God. For how? For their foolishness unto him or their meaningless. Neither can he know them because they are spiritually what? Discerned. So what makes, what differentiates you from the man that is the natural man? Verse 15. But he that is spiritual, you are spiritual. The scripture says, we judge. In other words, we discern all things. Yet, we ourselves cannot be discerned by any man. We discern all things. We judge all things. And so the equipment for judging things is the spirit. That's why your spirit must come alive. Your spirit must come alive. But unfortunately, many are dead spiritually. And many are asleep spiritually. Hallelujah. And so we are not awakened to the things that are happening around us. Now listen to this. So the way Paul prayed, Paul's prayer is that he's, he's praying for them that their inner man will be strengthened with might by the spirit in the inner man. So this is how a man's spirit is awakened. When prayer, when you pray, your spirit man is awakened. And it's awakened to what? It's awakened to the realm of the spirit around us. Your spirit man is awakened to the realm of the possibilities around us. Your spirit man is awakened to know, to know. Ephesians chapter 5, verse number 14. 
Ephesians 5.14. Lakua parasalida. So Paul says, he says, Wherefore he saith, Awake thou that sleepeth, and arise from the dead. He calls the sleeping believer a man that is dead. You are alikened to a man that is spiritually dead. When you are asleep spiritually, and Christ shall give thee light. In other words, so that your spirit man will be illuminated. So there is an awakening. He says, awake, awake, awake. So that's why he was praying for them. That their inner man will come alive, will awake. Will awake to what? To spiritual possibilities. Hallelujah. So Paul says, awake, O sleeper, that Christ will shine in you. That Christ will shine in you. That means that many people around us are asleep. Many are asleep. And their sleep is as dead. That's why they fall into traps anyhow. God wants us to be awakened. Our spirit wants to be awakened. Awakened to what? To the realities around us and all of God's possibilities. Then only, only then can you be saved. Hallelujah. Now listen to this scripture. The scripture tells us in the book of Proverbs 22, the verse number 3. Proverbs 22, verse 3. He says that the prudent man, he says a prudent man foreseeth the evil and hideth himself, but the simple pass on and are punished. In other words, the man that is not spiritually sensitive will move on and will be what? Punished. Why do we need spiritual understanding? So that our spirit man will awaken. So that we will awaken to truth. We will awaken to light. We will awaken to revelation. We will awaken to what God has to say per time. So that you are not moving around like a man groping in the dark. But you know all things. You judge all things. And the way we judge things is to judge things with the truth of God's word. Hallelujah. We judge all things with the truth of God's word. So a prudent man foreseeth evil and avoids them. He avoids them. Why? Because he has the Holy Ghost. John 16 verse number 13. Jesus said to us when he the spirit of truth. Now listen to this. John 16 13. He says when he the spirit of truth is come. How be it when he the spirit of truth is come. The Holy Ghost is called the spirit of truth. Because the, the man of the spirit, the man that is alive, judges all things by truth. So the Holy Ghost is also called the spirit of truth. In other words, he's the one that sheds light on every dark place for it to become truth. Anything the Holy Spirit is not shedding light on is not truth. Anything the Holy Spirit is not shedding light on is not truth. It may, it may be a fact. It may be things that are accepted, but it's not truth. It's like when COVID-19 came. I mean, you find a lot of pastors became doctors. They became the ones prescribing to us why we must have the COVID virus. Why we must have the jab? Because they have taken it. Now, that is not truth. Is medical science wrong? No. Medical science is not wrong, but it is inferior to the truth. There is a realm of truth that supersedes catching COVID or catching sickness. It is a realm where you walk in vitality. You walk in life. Hallelujah. It's called truth. Yes. So putting that side by side by the truth of God's word, 
I prefer the truth of God's word. Does that mean that those that took the jab and the, and, and no, 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 there's nothing wrong with taking the jab, but it is not the truth. Don't preach it like the gospel. It's not the gospel. Mm. Hallelujah. It's your own personal gospel, but don't preach it like the gospel. The truth of the gospel is consistent with what the word of God has said. The scripture tells us that none in Zion shall say they are sick. That is my truth. That is what I judge my life by. So I do not subscribe to be receiving what? Receiving job before I can walk in health. I walk in health because the word of God says so. Hallelujah. And Jesus said, you shall know the truth and the truth that you know makes you free. Hallelujah. That's the beginning of your liberty. The beginning of your liberty is truth and your ability to judge truth. There is nothing that is truth if the Holy Ghost is not shedding light on. In other words, you see, there are many that took the job and they died. And there are many too that did not take the job and they are alive. And there are many too that took the job and they are still alive. Hallelujah. But it is truth. It is truth. The truth is what you need to live by. He says he will guide you into what? All truth. But whatsoever he shall hear, that shall he speak. And he will show you things to come. He will show you the the prudent foreseeth. So you will be able to foresee things before they happen. You'll be able to foresee things before they take place. You'll be able to foresee 10 years from now, 5 years from now, if we subscribe to the truth of the Holy Ghost. The Holy Ghost is the spirit of truth. He's called the spirit of truth. And the scripture says, when he comes, he's the one that will reveal to us. He's the one that brings to us the depths in God. Are you hearing me, somebody? Now, medical science can say that your kidneys are packing up. But when you judge it by the truth of God's light, your kidneys may not be packing up. Hallelujah. Because the light beam of the Holy Ghost that that shines in those kidneys, shines in those vital organs of yours, can bring you back to life, can quicken you back to life. That is why the scripture says that the same spirit that rose Christ from the grave, if that same spirit dwells in you, that same spirit shall quicken your mortal bodies by his spirit that dwelleth in you. Hallelujah. He's called the Holy Spirit of truth. He dwells in you. He lives in you. He wants to strengthen you from the inner man so that you are awake from sleep. But many are asleep. Many are dead spiritually. They are asleep and that sleep is a sleep of death. Hallelujah. Paul says, awake O thou that sleepeth. Today, if you are awake from your sleep, you can walk into dimensions in God that have not yet been discovered. You can walk in dimensions in God that have not yet been tapped into. Hallelujah. You can walk into dimensions in God. Why do we need to have an awakening into this realm? Because Hebrews 11, 3 tells us that the things, this is what, the worlds were framed. The worlds were made. This is true faith. We understand that the worlds were framed by the word of God. And he calls that word the rhema of God. 
Hallelujah. The rhema of God. Not the logos, but the rhema. So that the things which are seen were not made of the things which do appear. The rhema of God is that word that is spoken to you for the now. That the light of God sheds light on. That brings truth back into your life. That makes you hold on to that truth of the word of God until there is manifestation. It says by that rhema of God, the worlds are framed. You can frame your aeon. You can frame your aeon. In other words, by virtue of this light, this truth, you can look into your future. And when you see that what is coming is not consistent with the truth of God's word, you can change it. Hallelujah. He says that through faith, we understand that the worlds were framed. So the worlds were changed. You can change your aeons. Five years from now, if you look and you see that it is not, it is not bright enough, by the light of God's word, you can change it. You can change it so that what will appear will be based on what is in the spirit. Because we use what is in the spirit realm to build what is in the what in the physical. What manifests to the eyes of people is what you have created. What you created in the spirit. What are you creating? What are you creating? And this is why Paul says that their inner man should be strengthened. I'm praying for you today. That our inner man will be strengthened. There is a reality in the spirit realm that is creating and making everything we are seeing right now. There is a reality in the spirit realm. There is a reality in the spirit realm creating and making what we are seeing now. Five years from now, what you are going to see is being created now in the realm of the spirit. It's being created. Is being created, but your inner man can catch it. Your inner man can catch it. Your inner man can reframe based on the truth of God's word. You can bring everything into alignment with God's truth. And before you know it, you begin to see manifestations. Hallelujah. Now, the question now that stands is, are you act, an active participant in that realm of the spirit? Or are you a passive participant? Are you asleep? Or awake? Are you asleep or awake? But the Spirit of God is inviting us to become participants of the realm of the Spirit that is creating our aeons, creating our ages now, creating your seasons, your times. There are things in God. The scripture tells us that eyes have not seen, ears have not heard, neither has it entered into the heart of man. The things that God has prepared. So there are things that have already been prepared, but they are in your aeon. You have to pull them into your now. You have to pull them and cause them to become consistent with what God has said concerning your life. If things are out of alignment, you can bring it into alignment. Hallelujah. You can bring it into alignment. And when you bring it into alignment, you are a, an active participant in the realm of the spirit. You have become an active participant in the realm of the spirit. Are you hearing me? So there is what you need to do. The liberty is invited. The liberty of the spirit. Are you hearing me? The liberty of the spirit is based or is built on two things. Love and knowledge. On love and knowledge. Very, very important. The liberty of the spirit is based on love and knowledge. Let's look at Colossians chapter number 2. The verse number 5. 
Marushele klata la la koza. Liklata tala laika. Zeleleika. Colossians 2 verse 5. It says, For though I be absent in the flesh, yet am I with you in the spirit. Paul, in prison, is telling the Colossians, I am not present with you physically, but in the spirit, I know what is happening. I'm in the spirit with you. And so, you know things by the spirit. Yet am I with you in the spirit, joying and beholding your order and the steadfastness of your faith in Christ. He says, I have the ability to know, not that I'm a prophet, but because my spirit man is awakened to know what is happening in, in the midst of you in the spirit, even though I'm absent in the flesh. Can you know things in the spirit yet be absent in the flesh? Yes. This is what Paul is telling us. Yes. And I said that this is invited. This reality of the liberty that is in Christ to help us to take hold of the things that have been freely given to us is through what? Love and knowledge. Philippians 1 verse 9 to 10. Philippians 1 9 to 10. Liko prasalala badaya zelele kuwa parasalida zelelen klatose. Philippians chapter 1 verse 9 to 10 it says, And this I pray, that your love may abound yet more and more in knowledge and in all judgment. Can you give me this verse in another version please? In knowledge and in all judgment. Praise the Lord. In knowledge and in all judgment. In knowledge and in all judgment. So this is my prayer. That your love will flourish and that you will not only love much, but well. Learn to love appropriately. You need to use your head and test your feelings. Let's take it in another version. Uh, it says, and this I pray, that your love may abound yet more and more. And extend to its fullest development in knowledge. Your love extends into what? into its full development in knowledge and all keen insight that your love may display itself in greater depth of acquaintance and more comprehensive discernment. And more comprehensive what? Discernment. You can't discern the things of the spirit without love. You can't discern the things of the spirit accurately without the knowledge so your love is developed by virtue of your knowledge. Praise God. Verse 10. Then it says in the verse number 10. So that you may surely learn to sense what is vital. And approve and prize what is excellent. There are things that are excellent in the spirit. That may not be excellent in the physical. Hallelujah. There are things that are spiritually excellent, but may not be excellent in the physical. There are things that men look at and can say, this is excellence. But if you compare it with God's excellence, he says, by virtue of knowledge and love, you'll be able to decide and approve things that are excellent and of real value, recognizing the highest and the best and distinguishing the moral differences and that you may be unattained untainted, I beg your pardon, and pure and unerring and blameless so that with your heart sincere and certain and unsolid, you may approach the day of Christ. Not stumbling, nor causing others to stumble. Give me this verse 10 in the King James. 
So what is excellent? Excellence here is talking about you being able to approve things based on love and knowledge. The love of the spirit and knowledge. Knowledge that is absolute knowledge. You are not second guessing. You, you have an understanding that ye may approve things that are excellent, that ye may be sincere and without offense to the day of Christ. Now, when he's talk about, talking about the day of offense here, he's not referring to talking about um, maybe mundane sin and things that are visible. He's talking about your ability to discern your times and seasons and bring them in consistency with the will of God, with God's purpose, God's desire, such that from you proceeds the excellence of God. Hallelujah. Now, I'll give you an example. Quick example is um, this young man that, um, that, 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 that was blind, John 9, 3 to 4. Jesus answered, neither has this man sinned, nor his parents. Now, Jesus meets a blind man. And when he meets this blind man, they came to him and they asked him, who has sinned? Is it this boy? Has he done anything? This boy has done nothing. He was just born blind. He was born crippled. He was born disabled. Neither has this man sinned, nor his parents, but that the works of God should be made manifest in him. Now, so how is the work of God going to be made manifest in a boy that has not sinned, that is not the fault of God, is not the fault of any man? Who would make this happen? Is the responsibility of a man. Is the responsibility of what? A man. It's just like that man at the pool of Bethesda. When Jesus came and asked him, why are you in this state for 30 something years? He says, I have no man to help me. You are that man that God has called forth to show forth his light so that you can prove things that are excellent. Verse number four of this scripture. Verse number four. John 9, 4. It says, I must work the works of him that sent me while it is day. The night cometh when no man can work. So Jesus is saying he is working now. Jesus was going to be that man that will help this man to bring the glory forth. And he did. Hallelujah. And he's calling on you so that in the midst of the perplexity of our world, when you see things that are not consistent with God's plan, you step in and become the answer as the light of your word. So that on that day, we will not be ashamed. They will not say that they gave you the responsibility to heal the sick. And you are asking them, please go and see a doctor when you could heal the sick. Are you hearing me? Or they said that you have the responsibility to be blessed financially and you chose not to be blessed financially and you were poor. You will be ashamed on the day of Christ. And you will not prove the excellence of God. Are you hearing me? So what are we saying? We are saying that to prove the excellence of God, you must have knowledge that make things work. Knowledge that make things work. Jesus knew what he must do to make sure this boy works. And he says, I must work the works of him that sent me whilst it is what day. Because light is the light of the world. He's the day. The night cometh. When no man can work. Hallelujah. The night cometh when no man can work. So the liberty is invited by no love and knowledge. 
Knowledge of what? Knowledge of what to do per time. And then your love is gone, is, is sent into display to bring out the verity, the excellence of God. What are we saying? We are saying that when you see things that matter, you must step out. Step out. I say step out. God is looking for you to be the one that will show forth that glory. You are the one that will show forth his excellence. Step out. Step out. That is why when Jesus left, he did not leave the, 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 the mandate of the church to any other man but Peter. You know why? Because Peter was not like all of them that were in the boats. Everybody else was comfortable in the boats. You see, when you get to the place where you become too comfortable, where everything else is comfortable for you, you will not step out. But God wants us to step out. Hallelujah. In Matthew 16, the scripture tells us in verse number 18, upon this rock, I will build my church. Why? Because he was the man that stepped out. He stepped out. Hallelujah. He stepped out. He stepped out. The scripture tells us in Matthew 14, 28 to 29. Matthew 14, 28 to 29. Likoba. And Peter said, answered him and said, Lord, if it be thou, bid me come unto thee on the water. <laughs> Peter, Peter, bid me to come. And the master says, come. And he said, come. And when Peter was come down out of the ship, he walked on the water. He, he did not practice. He walked. Why? Because the master said, come. We have been invited to participate in that realm of the divine. Hallelujah. He's not waiting for you. He's waiting for us to rise and do what we must do because he has left us here to do it. That's why you must not sleep anymore. Wake up. Do the impossible. Wake up. Step out into the possibilities of God. Don't sit down and think that it cannot happen. Lay hands on the sick. Pray for them when they say they are sick. And see the hand of God move. Peter said, if it be you, let me come. And he moved. And he walked on water. You can also walk on water. Are you hearing me? All you need is to hear the voice, the rhema of God that says, come. He says, go. He says, do. He says, cleanse the lepers. He says, raise the dead. If we don't step out, we will never be able to see the possibilities of God. Why? The scripture says, all things are possible to him that believes. To him that believes. To him that believes. To him that believes. All things are possible. Mary said, be it unto me according to your word. For with God, then the angel said, for with God, nothing shall be impossible. For by the rhema of God, nothing shall be impossible. God has spoken. God has said to you that step out and do the impossible. And you are contained as a result of fear. This is what will prove your shame in the day of the Lord. This is what the scripture is talking about. That you will not be proving the excellence of God. Because by knowledge, by the wisdom of God, you know what to do. He says, lay hands on the sick. They will recover. He says, speak to the dead. Let them rise. We go and do it. It's not your responsibility to raise the person. It's your responsibility to speak. It's your responsibility to step out. Peter stepped out and walked. He began to sink after a while when he became conscious of his humanity. Because he has forgotten that there are possibilities in God. Jesus will go 
to the other side and walk on water. He was a man like every other man. He would rise from his sleep and tell the wind, peace be still. And the disciples said, what manner of man is this? He was not just an ordinary man. He was a man that understood the realities of the supernatural. There are so, there is so much in God around us that we can take hold of, but we are asleep spiritually. He says, awake, O thou sleeper, arise from your sleep and the Lord shall give you what? Light. Light. The Lord shall give you light. The Lord shall give you light. The providence of God has no boundaries in the realm of the spirit. What God can give to you has no boundaries in the realm of the spirit. There are no limitations in the realm of the spirit. It is only available to him that believes. It's available to him that believes. It's available to him that believes. There is a life that is beyond medicine. There is a life that is beyond pills. There is a life that is beyond trying. There is a life that is beyond struggle. There is a life of the supernatural. It is that life that brings us into the abundance of God. The good life of God. The excellences of God. This is what we use to prove the excellence of God. By the light of God, whatsoever thing that is pure, whatsoever that is of good report, whatsoever that is lovely, he says, by these things, that is the light of God. This light, the light of God judges things that are pure, judges things that are of good report, brings things into alignment. And when they are not in alignment with it, we throw it out. Hallelujah. This is how we judge truth. This is how we judge things in the spirit. But if you are dead, you will not be able to, if you are asleep, you will not be able to judge the things of the spirit. The Bible says that he that is of the spirit judges all things, but he is judge of none. He is judge of none. He discerns all things. You are able to discern when you should step out and when not to step out. Hallelujah. You are able to discern when to step out and when not to step out. That's not the time to be asking God, please bless me with money. No. There are things to do to step into the abundance of God. Knowledge. 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 It is not say, please God, heal me. No. He says that you can walk in divine health. And aside that, if peradventure the devil makes a mistake and comes into your body, you check him out. Hallelujah. It's called divine health. It's called the life of God. It's called the vitality of God. This happens through knowledge and your love. Your love. God, he says that he has prepared things for them that love him. For them that what? Love him. Eyes have not seen. First Corinthians 2, 9. Ears have not heard. Neither has it entered into the heart of men. The things that God has prepared. There are many things that God has prepared for you. But step out. You have been too afraid. You have been too, too contained. You have been too relaxed. You have been too, 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 too much, too much laid back. You have been too contained, afraid, thinking that it will not work. But God is a God that is able to make all things work together for good for them that love him, for them that are called, they're called according to his purpose. You have been called according to God's purpose. Everything is working for your good. I say everything is working for your good, but step out. Be like Peter, step out. Be like Peter, step out. The church was not left for Philip. It was not left for any other any of them because they remained in the boats. Peter, step out, step out. I say step out. Whatever God has put in your heart, step out and do it. Do not be afraid. Do not listen to the naysayers. Do not listen to the circumstances around you. For more 
have been given to you. Hallelujah. And the more free you are in the spirit, the more you'll be able to explore more of the truth of God's word. The liberty that has been given to us, the knowledge of this liberty helps us to explore more of God's truth. But many of us, we are not even liberated in our spirit man. So we cannot even explore the truth of God's, God's realities. The truth of God's realities. Now, how then do you build the man in the inside? To build the man in the inside, you need to have an understanding of the power of meditation and the word. The power of meditation and the word. Paul was praying for them. So prayer is one of them. You pray to be strengthened with might in the inner man. This is why we pray in the Holy Ghost. This is why we pray in tongues. This is why you as a believer must pray in tongues. Jude says, and you my beloved, building up yourselves on your most holy faith, praying in the Holy Spirit, praying in the Holy Ghost. But you, my beloved, this is why we pray in tongues. When you pray in tongues, you charge up your spirit. You build up your inner man like an edifice. Your inner man begins to get strengthened. So prayer strengthens the inner man. But prayer, not just any ordinary prayer, but the praying in the spirit. So anytime we pray in the spirit, kadu, jala, kala, vanala, ivalu, shalan, katalala, you are building up yourselves on your most holy faith, faith in the inner man, faith in the inner man. Your inner man is strengthened. Your inner man is strengthened. Your inner man is boldened. Your inner man now begin to lose the consciousness of fear, the consciousness of impossibilities. When you pray in the Holy Ghost, your inner man is built up. There is a building. It's called oikodomio to build into an edifice, like a, a tall building. You are building. You are building. When you pray in the Holy Ghost, this is how we pray and we build up the inner man. Then you must learn the power of meditation. Learn the power to meditate on the word of God. To let the word of God, and there are four or three forms of meditation, muttering, pondering, ponder on the word, think through the word. Mutter the word under your breath and then roar the word. The, Bible, the scripture tells us in Joshua 1 8 that this book of the law shall not depart out of thy mouth, but thou shalt meditate upon it day and night. It says, This book of the law shall not depart out of thy mouth, but thou shalt meditate there day and night. There is the Greek word, is the, the Hebrew word, which is akin to the Greek word, is, is, is the word hagar. Hagar means to roar, to mutter, to roar like a lion. So the word of God that is pondered over, that is thought over, that you have muttered under your breath. After a while, it takes hold of your senses and faculties and you begin to roar it. It becomes your response to anything, any aggression, external aggressions and things that will come out against you that thou mayest observe to do according to all that is written therein. For then thou shalt make thy way what? Prosperous. See, it didn't say God will make your way prosperous. You will make your way prosperous. And then 
you will have good success. You will have what? Good success. You. So the power of meditation. The power of meditation and the word of God. Let the word of God wash over your mind. Wash over your spirit. The word of God is food. The word of God is medicine. The book of Proverbs calls it mape. It's meditating to your soul. The word of God is food. The word of God is seed. When planted, it will germinate. So sow the seed in your heart. Plant the word in your heart. Eat it like food. Eat it morning, afternoon, evening. Eat it like the way you eat a normal food. That Jesus said that man shall not live by bread alone, but by every rima, every word that comes from the mouth of the Lord. When, when you eat the word, the word is akin to food. So when you eat the word, the word becomes what it must become inside you. Hallelujah. What you don't have inside you, you cannot meditate upon. So eat the word. Don't only pray. Some people, the only time you find them joining us is when it is prayer time. Prayer without the word is irresponsibility. Because the word of God is what causes prayer to become effective. Remember I said that your inner man, the liberty of your spirit is actually invited by what? Knowledge and love. Hallelujah. Knowledge of the word of God is what you need to cause your inner man to cause the love of God to begin to flow through you. Hallelujah. And you can build the man on the inside. If you have not understood prayer, 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 and the word, your ability to submit to the power of the word and let the word align you to God's purpose, God's plans for your life. It's what brings a man into victory. Hallelujah. Have you received that word at all? If you are there in your home, let's begin to practice now. It's time to pray in the Holy Ghost. Lagos. If you don't speak in tongues, you can pray in any language right now. But you are telling the Lord that I desire that my inner man will be strengthened. My inner man will be quickened. My inner man will be strengthened by your spirit. By your spirit. You want to pray right now that your inner man will be strengthened. And if you don't speak in the Holy Ghost right now, I release now the spirit of God into you now. Receive the Holy Ghost now and begin to speak in the Holy Ghost. Receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. Mantalili atoa zelevelenga zalia parasalaiga zalalalalabaha. Pray right now that your spiritual sensitivity will be heightened. Pray right now that you'll be sensitive to the things of the spirit. That your spirit man will come alive. Your spirit man will come alive. Wake up out of every slumber. Wake up out of every sleep. Wake out out of every slumber. And by virtue of your awakened spirit, create your world. Create your destiny. Create your health. Create your financial finances, create your business, create the blessing you want to see, create the favor you want to see. Marushalai, Mekanta, Liga Zalai, Azuzuata, Pelo Glanta, Evali Kalata, Tatala, Moloshalalabaha, Izalalalabaya, Untalek Latola Baikita, Leika Palatola, Mazuzuataya, Kamandelepora Basata, Repatalababa. You can change things right now 
in your aeon, anything you have seen in your life, in your destiny, in your future, even if you have dreamt about it and it's inconsistent with what God has said in his word, you can change it. I say 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 you can change it. Liko prasala babaika zeleleda zulada balada zalalabaika la zalaiko londa zelele kalada ella balato laza ezelele manante ekalalalala labala 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 rabalalabaha ilabalala labai in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Run, I want to minister to you. If you desire anything right now, by the finger of God, by the finger of God, now receive it now. In the name of Jesus, we change everything around you. Everything that is not consistent with the plan of God, with the will of God, concerning your life right now, by the authority, in the name of Jesus, we command a change we decree a change. We command a change. We decree a change in the name of Jesus. That the glory of God will manifest in your life. In the name of Jesus. I speak into your situation now. I speak into everything you are desiring to see. Right now begin to see it now in the name of Jesus. I say right now begin to see it now in the name of Jesus. I say right now begin to see it now in the name of Jesus. I break every bondage of the enemy. Everything that has limited you right now in the name of Jesus by the finger of God. Let that containment be destroyed. Let that containment be broken in the name of Jesus. Step into a new season. 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 In the name of Jesus. Step into a new season. Step into a new season. In the name of Jesus, step into a new season. Palusa, 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 palusa. In the name of Jesus, sickness in your body will swallow it up now. We declare it swallowed up in the name of Jesus. Weakness in your body, we command it go in the name of Jesus. Every power of hell contending with your destiny that have laid embargo upon your life. We command that power to lose its grip and hold now over you in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Heavenly Father. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen and amen. Nobody greater, nobody greater than you. If you're not sure that you're born again, but you want Jesus to be resident as the Holy Spirit. He says, soon you will not see me. That's his death. But he says, soon you will see me because I go to the Father. The only way we can see him is through the Holy Spirit. If for any reason you want to receive Jesus into your heart, I want to pray for you quickly now, wherever you are, just pray this prayer with me. Declare with me, Father, let the Spirit of God come into me. Let me not be the same. I ask, oh God, that make me a new creation through the work of regeneration, through the death, the burial, and the resurrection of Jesus Christ. Father, I receive into my spirit a new spirit. I am a new creation from today. I refuse to be the son 
and the daughter of the devil I receive from today the spirit of sonship therefore I take dominion thank you for the gift of salvation thank you for the gift of salvation father I ask that the Holy Spirit will come into me strong in the name of Jesus. Now pray this prayer me, declare me in the name of Jesus. If you don't speak in tongues, declare me in the name of Jesus. By the evidence of speaking in tongues, I received the infilling of the Holy Ghost and with the outward manifestation to begin to speak in tongues now in the name of Jesus. Holy Spirit, I receive the gift of speaking in the Holy Ghost now. Couldn't find one to compare To your grace, your love, your mercy